So this morning we'll continue the development of the formal metta practice. And even though there is a structure, a set of guidelines, um, a technique for this practice around the phrases and the different categories of beings that we'll be directing the metta towards, always important to remember that it's about the intention. It's about this connecting with this wish for well-being for oneself, for others, and letting the practice come out of that and doing the practice with the attitude of metta, basically with an attitude of kindness, because we can't control what the results will be. As I said last night, there's no meta switch, there's no way to do it, and that's the right way, and it'll all be good and perfect. All we're able to do really is keep um, coming back to and empowering this intention towards kindness, towards metta. So we do the practice with kindness, we create the intention, there's sincerity there, and then we are with whatever is. And again, the practice can go through ups and downs of being easy or difficult, connected or disconnected, um, times of what we call purification, where challenges come up in the practice, difficult emotions. This is all the field of metta practice. This is all uh, what should happen, what will happen. But the heart of it is intention towards kindness, Can we orient to that, keep coming back to that in whatever way works for you and to know that that's the most important thing, this gesture of metta, the metta mudra that I spoke about last night, this sense of really sincerity in the well-wishing and just like water finds its way downhill, can we just keep finding the way back to kindness all the obstacles, the rocks, the detours, they're part of the journey. They're not, I said obstacles, they're not really obstacles. They're actually uh, the richness of this practice and where we learn the most. But that's the journey. So always starting as we did yesterday with this sense of ease and kindness and relaxation. And I know it's easy to say and not so easy to do if the mind is grumpy or the body is uncomfortable or it's too hot or too cold or whatever. But that's the the power of the training is, can we connect with that again? Can we find that wish for ourselves, for another, and then orient around that? And as we've said, the core of the foundation of this practice is the repetition of these phrases. We put a a set of the kind of traditional um, phrases up on the board, but you're also welcome to develop or use your own that you may have developed uh, on other practice sessions. So this repetition of the phrases, but this is not a mental exercise. It's not just like a mantra where we're repeating something over and over again. Um, even though we do do that. But the essence of it is the meaning of the words, what, what we're actually wishing for, this intention towards kindness, and keeping the practice based in the body. So it's not just in the head, not just a mental exercise. So that's the other invitation, to keep coming back. How is the body? 
connecting to the body, relaxing the body, being kind to the body. Again, why we've been emphasizing sitting comfortably, sitting in a chair if you need to, standing up if you need to, adjusting the posture, all in the service of this expression of kindness and caring. So it can really see that the whole flow of the day is about that. Even though there's a, a rigor to the schedule of the sitting and walking, you know, people often say in one day of practice here, they've done more meditation than they've perhaps done in the past year. You know, so there is, um, there is a demanding nature to the schedule. But again, we find our way in that. What works for you? What supports your sense of ease and well-being? And someone else said, you know, as they were getting kind of weary of, of the practice, even though they, they loved the idea of it, she said, even if I was doing something that was the most thing that I loved in a day, I couldn't do it for 12 hours straight. This is a real challenge. So we acknowledge the challenges. But again, the power of this is this collective intention that we've all taken and the individual intention to keep coming back to kindness. All of the reminders, that's what the schedule does. The sitting meditation, the walking meditation, even the meals, as they're presented to us with such love and care, they're another invitation to come back into kindness. So we use the supports as best we can to keep affirming that intention, and that's what's key. Because we can't control the meta-feeling, what emotions come and go, but we can keep uh, coming back to, can we hold this with kindness? Can I meet this with acceptance, with patience, with care? That's key in the practice. And again, traditionally, we start where it's easy. And it was very clear in the traditional text that metta for self seemed obvious as the easy place to start. Who wouldn't want to wish oneself well, to have that sense of well-being. Yet for many of us, it's actually a challenging place to start. We have whole stories about not being good enough, not being okay, deficiency and guilt and shame. But this is why this practice can be so powerful, to actually counter those messages. And metta, for me, is one of the most healing practices to work with that sense we can sometimes have of not having self-love or self-acceptance. So this morning, as I lead the guided meditation, I'll invite you to start with metta for self. may be challenging for you, but just to get a taste again of the intention. It doesn't matter where you're landing in that practice. Maybe it's beautiful and it opens and the heart just really affirms that wish, but maybe there's contraction. Either way, powerful place to start. And then when you do your own practice, you can find the way in that works best for you. So we start with metta for self. And then we're using this category we call the easy person. And that's a combination, whatever works for you, of traditionally it's called the benefactor, someone who's an inspiration to you, a mentor, a teacher, a guide, could be literally a teacher, a spiritual teacher, a teacher from your 
um, school years, a grandparent, a wise friend. Sometimes it's a grandchild. Sometimes it's a pet. Some people have the most sense of unconditional love from their dog or their cat or their parrot or whatever, that that being really represents and sees them with love. So again, you can be um, creative in how you use that category. But it's someone, when you think of them, your heart easily opens. The relationship isn't too complicated. There's just a sense of warmth and caring. If there's no one obviously in that category for you, sometimes there's been someone who might not generally be in that category, but there was one time in your life where they really helped you or supported you, and you can just think of that time and that relationship and that care that they showed. Sometimes it's someone you actually don't know at all. It's someone whose books you read. That's fine too. Um, So again, we can be a little creative and find our way in to this category. And the traditional guidance is to choose one person in each category for the duration of a practice period. So that's for the duration of this retreat. Because what happens in any relationship when we first connect with a person, we go through what we call the honeymoon phase, where they're just great and you love them and everything seems good and they're cute and endearing. And then the way they eat their soup starts to really annoy you or whatever, as you get to know them a little. But that's the richness of relationship, right? As we stay with a person and really get to deepen that connection. So we do the same for the period of the retreat. So choosing one person, if you have someone in this benefactor category. And if that's not an easy category for you, then a dear friend. Again, someone where there's easy sense of connection, not too much complication, but acknowledging there there can be. But the training in these with these beings is, in any relationship there can be difficulty. And it's amazing there doesn't have to be much difficulty for the heart to contract, resist, or get into complaining mode. We'll explore that later on in the retreat. But the practice is, can I come back to again the intention to kindness and the reflection on, you could say, the goodness of the person or why you care about them? In either of these categories, benefactor or friend, what is it that you love about them? And so the training is not to ignore or deny what might be difficult, That can be so, that can be there. But can we, for this practice period, really keep coming back to what we love and appreciate about them? And there's a real power to this that we shouldn't underestimate. Again, often people think, well, it's easy for me to feel meta for these people. I love them already. I should go to where it's different. Anyway, I've got a whole list of people I need to work on. But the wisdom of this teaching is really establish the sense of well-wishing in these easier categories and see, as you will, that it's not easy to maintain that, even with someone we care about, to keep coming back. We'll get bored or tired or irritated internally with ourselves or with them. Can we keep coming back? This is what creates this foundation of metta that you know, it's, it's beautiful to have metta easily accessible when conditions are good and, you know, there's a sense of reciprocity or, you know, it's easy. 
But really this practice gets powerful when we discover that it's an attitude or a response we can have in any situation, with any being. And again, we'll be talking more about the subtleties of this as the retreat goes on, but just to give a sense of what our intention is in coming back again to these phrases and this well-wishing for the people that we'll be working with today. So some just general guidelines as we begin our practice. So sitting comfortably if you're not already, allowing the eyes to gently close, and just feeling yourself sitting here. Again, as with our mindfulness practice, how is the body right now? Body sitting, all of the sensations in the body that let us know we're alive. Tingling and vibration, pulsing, pressure, warmth, coolness. Just knowing that directly. Relaxing any places of contraction or tension that you can gently and easily. Just softening face and jaw, throat and shoulders, chest and belly. And then the breathing, breath in and out, and the body responding to that movement of breath. Letting the breath be as comfortable as you can right now. Softening in the belly. And the breath is quiet so that someone near you probably won't hear you breathing. But allowing the breath to be comfortable. And as we begin with metta for self, really establishing this connection with a felt sense of yourself here and now in the room. But for the metta practice, we also can use visualizations. So perhaps you can see yourself sitting here. For some people, what really works is to imagine themselves in a place where they are happy and at ease. At your home in a comfortable chair doing some creative pursuit, or out in nature, some energetic activity that really helps you feel healthy and strong. For some people, the doorway to self is an image, sense of themselves at a very young age, perhaps at an age where you really tapped into a lot of joy and well-being, expansiveness or perhaps an age where that wasn't accessible. There was perhaps loneliness or fear. And the metta is more as a protection, as I spoke about last night. So again, as we go through the retreat, can explore these different ways of connecting with metta for self. But in all of them, seeing if you can tune into this sincere wish for well-being. You're here because you want that for yourself. 
more well-being, more ease, more kindness, more love, more acceptance. Can you touch that in some direct felt way, that wish? And then let the phrases of metta come out of that heartfelt wish. May I be safe and protected from harm. May I have joy and happiness in my life. May I be healthy and strong. May I live with ease. Again, choosing some phrases that convey these kind of universal wishes for well-being. Gently repeating them over and over to yourself as you stay connected with this felt sense of the body sitting here breathing. For some people, timing the phrases with the breath is helpful to maintain that connection. You can sometimes breathe in, just feeling the body, the breath, the felt sense, and offer the phrase on the out-breath. So there's a a rhythm and a slowness and a gentleness to the practice. But we just keep coming back. The felt sense of the body, the intention to kindness, the image or sense of yourself, and the phrases of well-wishing. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease.
Now you might choose to stay with metta for self or can bring in this other person in the category of the easy person, a benefactor or dear friend. And if you make this switch, bring in this person, take a moment to connect with them. A visual image, a felt sense, the sound of their voice. Perhaps imagining them in a place where you know they feel happy or safe. Perhaps their eyes are twinkling, maybe they're smiling at you a little bit. Feel into their goodness, what it is you appreciate about them. What are their qualities that put them in this category for you? Often when we bring in a new person, we can have a lot of stories or memories come up. Try as much as possible not to give energy to the stories, but the felt sense of this person. So we use some images, sense of the person to help us really connect their goodness, their kindness, their humor, and our wish for their happiness and well-being, our care for them. So letting the same phrases of metta come from this place of caring. Again, even with the visual image, can we stay steady with the sense of the body, the phrases coming easily, perhaps on the out-breath. Sometimes resting the attention in the center of the chest, feeling the breath and the phrases the sense of the person right there, all coming together, expressing outwards this kindness and caring. May you be safe from inner and outer harm. May you have happiness and contentment in your life. May your body support you with strength. May you have ease of well-being. And if you get lost or confused, always willing to begin again. Connect in with the felt sense of your body sitting. Perhaps rest the attention in the center of the chest. Connect with the intention towards kindness. And then directing the phrases of well-wishing to this person.
So as you continue your practice today on your own, you can really decide what flow works best for you, whether you start with self, spend some time with... Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.